Welcome to Fuck the Laundry, conversations for purpose-driven women who have better things to do. I'm your host, Elise Nation, intuitive transformation coach and highly sensitive mum of two, on a mission to empower you to be the shero of your story. Join me as we explore how to 10x the shit out of life, love and business. Well, hello, my beautiful friend. Uh, holy shit, what a week it's been. And I felt like I wanted to just jump right in and rip the band-aid off. Because um, I'm just really like in the all the feels, all the funky shit. And like today, have definitely had more moments of just not loving motherhood than I have enjoying it. And it's really interesting because it really seems to, for me, um, only take like one night of shitty sleep, one day of missing my meditation and my my midday pit stop where I take time out. I put the kids down for a nap and I I meditate. And those two things didn't really happen this last two days. And I am just a feral uh, and so much has come up and of course I'm aware that it's not all mine, but I was, it, it really does, you know, when you're in it, you don't want to receive that higher awareness stuff sometimes. You just like, <sighs> Well, I just am in the space of like, just fuck everything. Fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> um, fuck mothering. Fuck all the things. And, you know, if anyone was to come in and say like, what's right about this? That's usually what I do to um, to my hubby when he's going through some shit. <laughs> Which is like, I know it's so annoying, but that's how I, I try to snap him out of his funk is say just something ridiculous and and silly and but it's so annoying when someone comes in and they're like oh you know I'm sure it will all make sense everything's always working out for the greater good that's not even yours you know how much of it that is even true and I know that of course I speak like that in many of the episodes but I also just have times where I'm like it's all a load of bullshit. Does this shit even work? I'm back. I feel like I'm like back where I started. Um, and, you know, just giving everything the finger. And it's not to say that I realize and can, you know, acknowledge that I don't stay in this space for very long. Um, and I laugh because I think, oh, it's that addiction, like the, the energy that's sort of been coming up for me is addiction and where that shows up in my life is I would say in, in this behavior where, how could I put it into words, um, where there's like a minor drama, like I haven't had much sleep and I didn't get my nap my nap or my meditation and I didn't get what I want. I like my needs weren't met for 
you know, in totality. Like I, I still had quite a few beautiful things happen today. I went for a walk in the national park. I caught up with my my dear friend, and we had a, a I had a swim, and I felt amazing. Like I sort of woke up feeling shit got out of the house, shifted the energy, came home feeling great. And then the whole sort of nap thing um, triggered the shit out of me again. And then I was like, ah, ah, not. <laughs> so it was such minor things, but, you know, I chose to sort of go into this whole like trauma drama cycle um, and make it bigger than what I, I know it really is. And some part of me is like, why do I do that? (laughs) Disturb my own peace or feed into that that trauma response. Um, And then I was sort of feeling into, oh, how, how are all the ways that this sort of plays out in my world? And I noticed that I've mentioned previously my relationship with food and I sort of thought, oh, well, I'm not feeling great. So, oh, there's a bag of popcorn. And I tend to not eat when I'm stressed. Um, It's usually the opposite. But this time I was like, I'm going to eat this whole bag of popcorn. (laughs) And like, I guess as a way to distract myself um but I didn't manage to eat the whole bag of popcorn I decided that I would use a different tool that felt a lot more fun to shift some shit and it was very effective (laughs) um that tool by the way was a process called the emotion code um by Dr. Bradley Nelson and it's essentially just identifying trapped emotions and clearing them and you go through a series of questions um, very simple questions about um, if it's yours if it's someone else's and if there's anything you need to know or can you just clear it and of course the emotion that came up for me was resentment and I could totally identify that's what it was because my conversation to myself was everything to do with like feeling that I have to sacrifice myself as a mother or that I miss out or that I'm not part of the equation and I'm I'm also like if you're not aware (laughs) um but you will when I'm sure you are when I say this like that is like a very big collective um trauma pattern you could say because there has been many many women that have walked before me that that has been their life and has felt and it's felt like that there hasn't been any other choice for from a point of survival that in order for the kids needs to be met um the mother has to go without and i can see this energy being really prevalent in in my family um you know when I look at my mom I think there's so much that 
she went without so that we could have. And in choosing the path of more consciousness, um, I've been going through ever since the, the idea of having children, what you would call as like reparenting myself. And I feel we all go through this even if we don't have children. There's this place that you reach usually around your late 20s. Um, you could say some, it seems um, synchronistically connected to a Saturn return uh, where the planets align <laughs> and you kind of start to wake up and question everything that you have learnt or everything that you've experienced for the those years prior. You go through 29, 30, 31, even I'd say like early 30s um, and who knows if it even ever stops, but where you are reflecting over your life and you're reviewing all of the choices and paths that you took um, and starting to question what was the motivation or what was uh, the underlying sort of subconscious um, belief that drove you down down certain paths. And we look to our parents because uh, generally our parents or whoever that, that role model figure for you is um, are the first people that we connect with that help us form these beliefs, form this view of the world. And we look to them as modeling their behavior to figure out the best way to navigate life. So naturally beginning to question, oh, why do I do that? Oh, noticing like certain outcomes have created like um, a result that sucks or perhaps is not really what you were wanting um, and looking for a new way to go about creating something different, we tend to sort of review the past to get a gauge of, okay, how not to do something um, and it sort of works like we think it does. <laughs> But the funny thing is we're still trying to figure out how to do life based on logic and it's really counterintuitive to who we are as a, a being and our being being the nature of pure awareness, which there's this um, summary of what consciousness is through a modality called access consciousness and I love it because um, it really put into perspective met for me what what actually was consciousness I think I was even asking that question when I when this sort of came across my path but Gary Douglas says that consciousness is including everything and judging nothing and that's I find exactly what we're not doing on particularly the journey of parenting and I still catch myself doing it where when I get like really frustrated and I start feeding into these trauma drama patterns um, 
it's because I'm trying to get I'm trying to get something right. Like I, I'm trying so, so um, hard to like control my environment, control my children, have this like set routine that when life happens, like I just lose my shit. Not always, but there's definitely times that I do. <laughs> Not going to lie. And so when we talk about addiction in in this conversation, it's like a, a, we can have an addiction to being right um, to or to trying to get it right that when that doesn't happen, then there's a trigger and then there's a behavior that emerges as like a, like a control mechanism to try to like numb out the underlying thing that's like, I'm not operating actually from what's true for me. I'm still trying to function in this like old model of parenting, of mothering, of um, like living <laughs> in uh, and it like an existence that is bypassing my 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 feels. <laughs> And as I continue to explore this um, relationship that I have to control, to addiction, to anti-consciousness, <laughs> um, because it's it's like that thing of what I've noticed taking on the conscious path or choosing a spiritual path is I even felt like I got up my own ass. <laughs> And I I am trying to un, unravel even that, um, you know, that path that I went down for quite a while of wanting to portray this like uber conscious, um, righteous, <laughs> uh, old, wise, sage guru, <laughs> um, persona and it, it's not it wasn't all conscious I sort of could see like oh my ego is doing this thing um and then I would you know say oh, okay I'm not doing that thing anymore I'm not gonna I'm not gonna um practice like as a spiritual healer or I'm gonna shut myself down because I it, it was like I didn't trust myself to um yeah, just like operate from my my true values and my moral compass, whatever that is for me. So as I say that, I'm like even, again, there's another tool I want to share um, from Access Consciousness called Who Does It Belong To? And I play this game with my daughter whenever she gets a bit funky or um, – her emotions are sort of wild and running the show and it's based on the theory that I've shared in a number of episodes about 99% of the thoughts, feels and emotions not even being yours. They're all inherited or adopted from um, a very early age, different psychological um, modalities will say from birth to the age of seven 
is this stage of imprinting where you receive this core programming um, as, you know, the tools to like go out into the world. Um, and we receive them from, you know, our parents, our caregivers, authorities. And um, we then operate from those unconsciously, go out into the world, start creating things, usually like recreate a lot of the stuff that our parents have gone through and then get to our late 20s and go, oh, it's like this thing that I realized was a, a pattern recognition start, started happening. I started seeing numbers everywhere. I um, I think that was the first thing, seeing numbers. I started seeing all these patterns within myself and within my family and, and, and started asking questions around that going, oh, why, why am I still, no matter how hard I've tried, created so, so much of um, what I see in my family? And in particular, it was the energy of financial struggle and also um, emotionally abusive relationships. And, of course, I sort of had this moment when things got really bad with um, a guy I was with and he, oh, I can't even tell you the details, but it was like I was trying to leave his house and he wouldn't let me leave and he was so um, like manipulative with his words that I would sort of lose myself and just be so exhausted that I would fall into a heap and cry and then fall asleep and, and um, sort of wake up going, what the hell just happened and how do I get out of this? And all I remember thinking was like, this is nothing to do with him. This has got everything to do with my relationship with my dad. I've got to go heal my dad stuff. Um, so like that took me on that journey of figuring out what my relationship was with men and why is this relevant? Uh, <laughs> I think I was going down the path of that. My dad in particular had a certain relationship with consciousness or spirituality um, that was very controlling. It was, he liked to sort of manipulate the words in the Bible, um, particularly ones that involved uh, his story of women to be submissive or his wife to be submissive. And so naturally I ended up taking on that role as a submissive um, in my relationships and in not just like intimate relationships, in friendships, in um, work situations and of course, in order to like avoid the truth of what I was creating, having, you know, gone through um, life with a particular lens of reality that was not mine, um, was all the places that I was numbing myself and had even lied to myself about about that and yeah this 
this has been coming up a bit for me lately um, in another way. It's like, it's like the same, it feels like the same energy um, when, when, you know, a pattern comes up and you're like, oh crap, I thought I healed this, but it's like just wearing different pants. <laughs> and, that, and this may be like a bit heavy, but um, I watched this movie and it sort of brought up some stuff for me that I hadn't had in my world for maybe eight years and it was around the topic of relationships of abuse of um coping strategies I had used to like trick myself into thinking that I was like totally done with that and that it wasn't affecting me anymore and you know so I realized like as I was going back over that um that story and and really asking like oh where is that still actually affecting me in in my life and it brought me back to the the conversation of trust trust which (laughs) um trust and safety um and all of this is like oh it's a huge topic I could bet I can see if I could still like bundle it up in something for you it's it's like all the energies of like if you've ever heard someone say taking your power back or empowerment or um, like reclaiming your voice or uh, taking up space in the world, I see that as all sort of linked into the conversation of like trust and your sense of safety and security in the world. And from there, I actually realized that I still struggle with letting really letting people in, letting people see me in my shit. And um, yeah, just like being real that I don't have it all together and I'm certainly not an enlightened being and um, that consciousness this journey of like really actually choosing that um, means that you you receive all of that. Like it, it's including the parts where you're not polished you or you are having a shit time and um, that that doesn't actually make you any less of a human, any less of a... Um, valuable like opinion in the world (laughs) um and it's it was sort of like quite humbling to go oh (laughs) there it is I still have just like everyone a way in which that energy shows up like addiction like who who the who wants to talk about that really like (laughs) not many people I think we we avoid it I know that I go well that energy is not really in my world because I don't drink I don't do drugs um I don't smoke pot like I have a pretty good life and I'm pretty clean and uh how much of that is like actually true 
Um, but again, it's like addiction isn't something that is you. Like I'm not, I wouldn't say identify with myself as being an addict. Um, but I'm aware that like there are behaviors that I have that operate in my world that, um, have an influence in the way I show up in, in how I connect with that deep part of me and how I don't and that I struggle with it. Like that even if I have the knowing that it's not mine and I, I use the tools, I'm like, return to sender, return to sender. And I do get a sense of lightness because this is what the tool creates is a tool like who does it belong to is that by asking the question of the energy, you get the sense of if it's light, if it's light, it's actually true. If it's heavy, it means it's a lie. So what you're asking is like you're asking the energy, who does this belong to? And you're not trying to get like an answer other than the awareness that like, okay, if it's light, it means that this shit isn't mine and I can return it to sender. And then if it's heavy, then it is yours, but it's, from my experience, it's never been heavy. It's always someone else's. But there's still times where we play in that shit for a little while before we decide to clear it or, or even like before, before the tool actually really like does its job because maybe we have to actually step it up and be consistent and, and, you know, like maybe the energy is like testing us going, well, I'm just going to hang around. Like I'm not going to go the first time you ask the question because perhaps your relationship with whatever that is that you're like spiraling through in that moment is a really strong bond. Like you like to, you like to pull that thing in a lot. Like I like to like abuse myself quite a lot with the words (laughs) negative words that make me feel like shit because that's usually what comes up when I'm triggered and when I'm not feeling in control there's like those like familiar friends that come up and I'm like oh I totally own that I do that to myself as I guess like a form of punishment for not getting it right But hey, then you ask another question. You say, where did I learn that from? Mom or dad? Oh. And whatever you become aware of, then you're like, cool, again, try the tool. Like, okay, return to sender. (laughs) And there is this level of compassion that is so necessary, kids or no kids, when you embark on the journey of reparenting yourself of reclaiming your life of rewiring yourself and it's a this is a journey I know I go to myself judgment of like why am I not there yet I've been doing this for like consciously for 10 years and I should be there now and look at that person that person over there seems like they've got all their shit together and you know I go into that spiral of like being hard on myself and punishing myself for not having got it right yet and 
I could say like, just as I say that, that no doubt that was all part of the whole early stage programming that I experienced with, with my parents. And it's not their fault because they got that from their authorities and from their caregivers. Um, and it doesn't even really matter what they choose because it really comes back to us as the individual deciding if that still works for us or, and if it does, like, cool, definitely, you know, lots of people in the world are choosing that. Um, and again, like I said, I still at moments choose to do trauma and drama to myself. And then I decide it's not really fun anymore. And I also don't want to continue to like put that energy into my space as an example of how others should treat me. Um, because that's, that's the thing is like, if you experience abuse in your world, if you experience like, you know, disrespect or like shit from other people, where are you doing that to yourself? And what commitment from you is required to start figuring out what it looks like to have a different relationship with you, to experience like um, and gift yourself kindness, compassion, forgiveness, joy, pleasure, I feel like joy and pleasure don't even seem like reachable when you're struggling to forgive yourself. And that as well, that energy of like forgiveness, when I've sat with some of the people that I've had really shitty experiences with, it seems so easy for me to forgive them. And then when it comes to me, fuck, it hits me right in the tits. It's like, I can't, I really struggle to like gift that to myself. Like I give myself such a hard time because I go into the, you know, like the judgment of, oh my God, you're so stupid. That happened more than once. Like, how could you put yourself in that position? How could you have been so naive and, uh, yeah, it's such a fun conversation. (laughs) I hope you're enjoying this. (laughs) Uh, And I can say, like I actually do like these are the conversations that I long for because what I realize is is there's a depth of intimacy that I want to have with people with myself that I have avoided by not going to these this you know this level of conversation and not sharing of myself with even the people in my in my close circle there's some stories I shared with my family recently when they visited that I realized they didn't know had happened um to me because I I was still holding shame about the fact that like it had happened numerous times and that I you know didn't get the lesson the first time but something shifted when I when I allowed that to unfold like I actually said to myself oh what am I not willing to receive from them or of myself in just sharing sharing that experience and it's um 
It's what I know I've been seeking for so long and I've been seeking it for a very long time outside of myself but more recently just choosing to go on the deeper open that other the next door within myself that I've been like unwilling to to go down um but yeah like I, I've said that saying before the cave that you fear to enter holds the treasure that you seek and that's the stuff like that's like I feel like that is my ultimate addiction is like the truth is my ultimate addiction like uh, it it like gets me up it gives me life it's like my reason for being <laughs> so I hope this was a contribution to you I'm going to to wrap up this episode and go and treat myself to some yoga uh, after this crazy couple of days hubby free and just solely with my kidlets and all of my stuff and if you enjoyed this conversation hit subscribe to my channel and I will catch you next week in the spirit of reconciliation, this podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respect to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today.